live from AWA, it's Saturday night. Or a number of Final Fantasies. I mean, you know, or no, there's still a number. No, no. You're going to start calling. It's it only like when they start calling AWA it like Final Fantasy yeah. Resurrection AWA. or so. Instead of numbering it as a sequel, Final like Fantasy the Revenge. Final Destination. AWA versus Station Con. Well, that wouldn't really work there until. Ever. Anyways, let's do introductions. Hi, I'm Basil, and we also have Kevin as the usual staff. Kevin. Or crew, or what have you. I don't know. We also have our buddy Neil. Talk, Neil. Hi. And we also have a. Uh, Joining with us um, for this prestigious event, yes, uh, the Chainsaw Buffet guys. So introduce yourselves. Uh, Dylan, I'm John, I'm Charlie, and of course, thank y'all for talking with us. We always try to get at least somebody different besides us to do the convention because what we can tell just our experiences. We know that other people are doing completely different things than us sometimes, so it gets a better rounded convention report. To grab other people. So there we go. Um, AWA is always fun, always a blast. And like most convention goers who are intelligent and like to get up early on Fridays, rested, we got here on Thursday night. And I proceeded to then, as soon as I got out of my car, to lock my keys inside my car. Yeah, that was sort of funny for two minutes. <sighs> and then. The next hour and a half was not so funny. Yeah, no, not really. As well, I have AAA. It turns out everybody else who has AAA was calling to get their keys unlocked as well. And so it took them like an hour just to get someone out there. So that was my Thursday. I don't know if you all had any sort of events to kind of transpire. I mean, besides the speed trap on the way to Georgia? No. <clears throat> Ooh, that's, that's never good. I just had a really slow truck. Um... Oh, ground 5337. We will never forget you. Never. <laughs> there were at least uh, five other cars besides mine that were pulled over by the uh, police on the, the way the down here. At the exact same time. I- I'm not surprised. I, Especially during Labor Day weekend, I saw many things where there was one cop car doing the, 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 the radar gunning and another four car, spot car cars lined up beside them to catch the people. Yeah, that's that was the exact stuff they had. They had somebody just talking them and calling them out. So, that's right, folks. Don't speed. 
Fuck the police. Unless you're good at it. <laughs> what, fucking police? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well. I am not saying which one I was referring to. I will leave that to your imagination. When there's a guy on an overpass pointing a radar gun at you, I don't think you can be good at speeding. Well, if you realize that, oh wait, there might be a guy... Usually there's tells. Like, you know, if there's a hill, there's a good chance they'll be right, right as the hill inclines. Um, if it's a truck way stop, they're almost always there. I mean, you can... You can gauge yourself if you're trying to speed. It's also the amount of speeding you're doing. Like if you're doing like five over, they're not going to care so much unless you're doing, if you're doing like 15, then you're probably being stupid about it. Also, if somebody wants to go way faster than you, let them. They'll get caught first. <laughs> or if you're really lucky, you get a thing where there's actually like, you'll be in the left lane and there'll be a semi in front of you and behind you and to your side. And so they can't get to you anyways. Not that my... I didn't learn that from my father who did it all the time or anything, but... This lesson on evading the police has been brought to you by... The Awesome Guest, your podcast for everything awesome. Because evading the police is awesome. <laughs> We're all a little bit tired. <laughs> so, Friday... Friday was interesting. Um, Drew from Occupy Renditions and I got to kick off, um, help kick off the con with a panel called the English Jamboree. Shouldn't, shouldn't that be the English Jamboree? You'd think. <laughs> You'd think, but we like our R's, so it was very Englishy. It was very Englishy. It sadly was opposite both Daryl Surratt's Anime One Hundred One panel and the some form of Sojo panel, which sounded cool. But since I was running it, I said screw them and ran my panel. But you guys had a line. We did have a line. That a was line. crazy. I've never had a panel with a line before. I don't think neither did Drew. I did a panel with a line before, but... Like a line of coke? Come on, guys. I was late, but... We heard tales, we heard tales of these panels with lines. <laughs> we never thought to see one. Yeah, there are people actually waiting for something that me and Drew were doing. That was weird. Yeah. But we went in, and after the usual con bout of technical difficulties, all the equipment was there, but it was just not syncing up correctly to Drew's computer, so he swapped in my netbook, and it, then it worked. Um, these things happen, like the one time in tech where they didn't have a TV for me, because somebody else needed a TV, and they are like, oh, snap, he needed a TV too. Well, let's get a TV in. You know, things happen, but, you know, that's okay. Um, if you hear some knocking, it's because the people in the room beside us, someone's trying to get in, and apparently everyone else is either not there or asleep. Or are amused by his feeble struggles. We or hear you knocking, but you can't come in. Or maybe you just got in, I don't know. If so, so, kudos. God bless you, Black Kamina, for finally getting in that room. <laughs> <laughs> for using your drill to bust through the door. <laughs> he didn't have to believe in himself. He believed in us who believed in him. That knocking on that door with his drill enough got him into that room. Or that loom. As we're talking <laughs> about the English Jamboree. Yeah. Yes, I had my set of um, Moe punk covers to um, audio guide us to... Because we had audio, we shouldn't have video. And so we played those while everyone was waiting. 
So they got to hear wonderful renditions. It smells like Teen Spirit and Basket Case. Yeah, it smells like Teen Spirit. It was slowed down, done by the same voice actress that does the um, Yuki from Harvey Susan Mia. Uh, I think it's Yuko Goto. Sounds close, yeah. And so they were there. It was wonderful to watch these uh, their faces dawn on them what they were actually yeah. hearing. Pretty fly for a white guy. It gets me every time. Pretty fry. It, it yeah. hurts my uh, brain. Because oh. she even starts off with the, uh, the was it German? Mm-hmm. It starts off with? Yeah. Oh, whatever it starts with. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's, they do that and it's also Englishy because it's the Japanese people trying to do a language that's not their own and they're not very good at it. Yeah, little Moe girl saying, all the guys say, all the girls say I'm pretty fine for a white guy. <laughs> that just probably didn't come through. I can't do it. It's, it'll have to be the musical in early. You, you'd know. have to just hear it. Yeah. And if you're lucky, James won't play it. <laughs> if we're very lucky. Or if he's feeling like a bastard, he won't play the entire album. <laughs> uh, he could. I mean, I don't know. Once this is in his hands, anything is possible. If but this, If this podcast is about two hours, you've been warned. <laughs> he might play it beforehand and no one will ever hear this, ever. <laughs> but. What the fuck is this? So he's saying that this podcast is more futile than it's been beforehand at this point. <laughs> Or furtile, furtire. English is a slippery slope. It, it is a slippery slope. Um, is that Sean Connery? Uh, slippery slope. No, no, Sean Connery would not even dare try to uh, misplace English phrases. No, he's just looking for s words. Um, English thousand Arex. So we. So we did some, we played like English things, like I, Drew tried to keep me from playing um, Teriyaki Boys, where they did the theme song to Tokyo Drift, but oh no, I got it in there. We also had some clips from good old Mr. Wakamoto from doing, um, Alexander Anderson and Helsing. We had some Bible. other stuff, some older stuff, um, I can't remember the name of it, it's the um, old cartoon where... Okay, no, Ken. Well, we we did we did push the North Star, but I meant the um, the oh, dialogue. Um, oh, the great um, oh, that, uh, uh, the great great man, psychic or something. Yeah, I don't know the name of it, so you're just gonna have to pretend that you know what I'm, I'm know what I'm talking about. No, you know they were American because he said his shirt said USA. It's true, and he was black with an afro. It's also important. Well, if you're American, you have two choices: black with an afro or. Blonde hair, blue eyes, buzz cut. Isn't that kind of like that wrestler, uh, you know, that you know he's Mexican because he has Mexican tattooed across his stomach? Plus the luchador mask. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always luchador mask. Yeah, so racism is, you know, it's a worldwide, uh, all-embracing phenomenon. Yeah. It's coming along. Yeah. It's, it's so inclusive. It's, yes. Everybody can be a racist. <clears throat> Except for those white guys. Of course. I mean, yeah, really. Well, we've had so, it for so long, it was time for us to give it to somebody else. We had suffered greatly for centuries. <laughs> we've been waiting for our restitution. <laughs> no, we, it's been, we may actually get emails on this one. Uh, we'll see. You're rethinking um, inviting us at this point. Uh, I don't um, care. Um, did y'all guys do anything at one, or are y'all still... Um, um, let's see, from about 2 o'clock on, I was looking for the elusive uh, head of guest relations. So that was my day. Um, 
I think actually um, it may have been at the same time as Ingress Chambery. I went to the uh, Mike Center Nicholas panel. Snicker Nicholas. The one that he, didn't show up for? Yeah, he didn't show up for 30 minutes and I left. I think meanwhile you were texting me about things that were we're happening in the, the English Chambery. Yeah, I did. I did not realize before that there were so many L's and R's in uh, Silent Night. Oh yes, with that uh, Gact and that uh, other woman. There's a hell of a lot that of other L's and woman. R's to mess up oh. in that. Gact is a very pretty man. <laughs> You'll understand my confusion. <laughs> that was a weird one because he looks like he stepped out of an anime. He's got the quaffed hair and the red yeah. leather jacket and the you rings, and he's all... Many, well, you know how many anime characters are based on him now. You know yeah. how many video game RPG yeah. characters are based on him now. Just And how many times he's... Uh, he's it just didn't work cosplayed as yeah. characters. I mean, he was once, well, I think, a solid snake in a commercial. He was Rider Man in the Common Rider Decade movie. Mm-hmm. And I think he played a character in one of the Fits in the North Star OAVs or yeah. one of the new TV show or something. I mean, he's... Yeah, he's a Gundam fan, he's a Kamen Rider fan, he is an anime fan, so he's he gets involved in stuff. He's got a horrible, warbling voice when he sings, but I mean, he, he gets around. <laughs> he's just got awful, but God bless him, he tries. He did a lot of free publicity for the Zeta Gundam movies, so I cut him some slack. <laughs> yeah, 2 o'clock was the um, Center Nicholas, not Center Nipples, um, <laughs> that I heard Center earlier. Class. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he gets his last name hacked up all sorts of neat and interesting ways. Yeah, but all unlike the time. Uh, Muhammad Amemna, I, I care if I get his name wrong. <laughs> but that was at 2 o'clock, and I don't know what we were doing at 2. I don't know. So, that was many hours ago where sleep happened in between, but not enough. So I know for me, that was when I went for uh, 3 p.m. I went to the State of the Anime Nation. Yeah, I think that was good. Yeah, that was a really. It was a Helen McCarthy. We all did the same crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was Helen so McCarthy and um, Tom Elder got there eventually. Um, Walter Amos, I think, got onto it. Um, oh yeah, I, I think I... Was Jonathan Tarbox on that or Jake Tarbox? There's people on it. Yeah, I think I came in late. Was I don't, Neil don't remember that. Yeah, Neil Nailman. That was it. That was it. Who was the thing of Neil Nailman? Because he was the one that rewrote the title on the dry race board to old farts talking talk about, about the, the good, good old days. days. Yeah. Uh, I think that's when I hit the dealer's room and found an Endless Frontier 2 on, uh, in Japanese. So I've given up on it coming out in the U.S. But uh, I'm kind of happy. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, and it was it was really neat to hear them talk about the anime, State of Anime Nation. And they went old stuff and new stuff. I mean, they were it was pretty comprehensive. Yeah. And these are people who, when they talk, you just listen, and you're like, that's so enlightening. Wow, I feel like I'm a better person because I went to this panel. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, they, did, they, they brought up a lot of interesting points. Um, so it was pretty cool. It seems like the last half of the panel was just um, discussing you know, the old style of you know, distributing anime on discs versus streaming and all the different options and how we were in this period of um, restructuring and things were going to settle out later. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately I missed the later half of it because I had to dip out early uh, to make it to the 4 o'clock panel that was the other panel me and Drew did. Or Drew and I did. No, I'm an English major. I should actually pronounce, you know, use English correctly. Um, which was our AWA's Wild, Wild World of Sports Anime. Where me and Drew talk about how awesome sports anime is. 
just is it's awesome and you should like the stuff. Or so they claim. My, uh, well, my argument is that sports anime as a genre is incorrect. Um, it's all the sports anime that, you, that can be watched, it actually fits into all the other genres that anime have. Whether it's shonen, seinen, shoujo, what have you, it's all already there. And you did not mention any of my three favorite sports animes. Not a one. No Ayane's High Kick, no Metal Fighters Miku, no Basquash. Okay, you only mentioned, you only asked for Metal Fighters Miku. Yeah, that's my favorite, though. And you told uh, us after we'd already ripped all our clips. I told you in a response on some thing, that thing on the internet that talked. Because you asked for sports anime, and I told you in an unrelated... And I must have just ignored it. You, you did. know, I am a bad, bad man. You did. And that's one of those shows that just nobody remembers, so it, it should have been put out there just as someone went, oh yeah. But other than that, we did a pretty... It wasn't the most comprehensive, you know, thing, but we did a pretty good job of, you know, hitting the highlights of, like, the baseball, volleyball. You know, it was... it. We talked to pretty good sports. And people in there were at a much bigger crowd than I expected. I expected, like, two when I got, like, 20, 25. Cool. I mean, it was... I mean, it filled out more and more as time went on, so... Yeah, you get a lot of Prince of Tennis and Shield fans, but there were some people who brought us some of the older stuff. And so it was it was good stuff, and then I think I made a beeline for that as soon as that ended to the uh, Shinji Aramaki Yeah, panel. Shinji Aramaki is the man. Just he is a badass. Uh, I don't know if y'all got to make it to his pan- either of his panels. <coughs> I, I made it to the one. I kinda today. Caught, we kind of caught the second half yesterday, and then caught the first half today. <laughs> but he had <laughs> he some twice. He had some really really neat things to say, like how mm-hmm. Bubblegum Crisis started off, where they're like, you know, Termi- the Terminator is really cool. What if we had cute girls fight the Terminator in like powered armor? Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> Let's do that. Let's make sure they're extra naked whenever they put on their armor too. Well, that's why they got Kenichi Sonoda to do yeah. character designs. <laughs> yeah, Shinji Aramaki does come off as like a sci-fi nerd and, you know, a, a basically nice down-to-earth guy. And he also showed off some neat trailers. He's working on a new um, CG Harlock movie. That looks totally badass. I, I yes, I, I, I was aroused just from the, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the mecha porn. He's also uh, doing the designs for Star Driver, which is Bone's new... And yeah. coming out this God fall willing, season. It will be the unholy bastard child of Orin High Host Club and Utena, and that child will be a giant robot. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal. We'll see if they like, make it. I, I liked one part of that equation, and that was the last part. <laughs> but he had a lot of really neat things to say. It was really neat. You know, it's, it's a rare treat to have an actual guest who's done so much work. It's spent like Shinji Aramaki. I mean, he's yeah. he did a lot of his, he did designs for Mozilla Peta. He did the sides uh, hard suits for um, Bone Crisis. He did the uh, vehicles and stuff at Mask. Yeah, I'm a little confused on the Bone Crisis because Kenichi Sonoda gets credit for original hard suit designs, like in the new Bone Crisis TV or the newer TV series, the 2040 yeah. Abomination. Yeah, so I, I'm not. I think Shinji Aramaki mostly worked on like the Moda Slaves the, mm-hmm. and. Probably the boomers. I, I don't think he did the hard suits, at least not entirely. But he also said he and Kenichi Soto worked really closely during that period. So and played lots of video games. Played together. lots of video games. Sorry, I don't know. Nerd fact checking. I'd, I'd like to uh, <laughs> play video games with Kenichi Sonoda. Well, or Shinji Aramaki. I mean, yeah. 
But well, it, I'm just saying I wanted to, uh, Kenichi Sonoda to uh, draw me lots of naked pictures of Rally after we're done playing. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's all I'm saying here. I mean, it's nothing against Shinji Aramaki. Like I said, he's a badass. But, you know, naked pictures uh, of Rally. Uh, and, um, you know, like Megazone 2, 3, that is a Twitter, Galaxy yeah. movie, yeah. I think. Yeah, Golf Force, I'm pretty sure, also. Um, Golf Force. I believe he could I believe same mechanism as Pita, unless it was someone else who worked on it. So, uh, the man's done a lot. I mean, you can just go check ANN or Wikipedia, and you'll see he's done a lot of stuff yeah. and a lot of really neat things to say. He's done a lot of mecha stuff that is not Bandai Sunrise, and that's kind of notable unto itself. And after that, that's I think that's when Kevin and I went to go get food. So yeah, food was we're, necessary. We're, so what were we all doing around this time? What, what time was that? Hold on. Like right after Shinji Aramaki. Uh, we're talking between like four a, and six. Um, again, that would be me standing in the dealer's room trying to get all of the guest relations guy. My Friday sucked. Yeah, trying to... So I, uh, actually, I need to backtrack for a second because I actually did go to the It Came From France. Okay. Panel, which was really cool. Right after and the English panel. I, I basically stayed in one room for about four hours. Nothing wrong uh, with that. And that was really interesting. I, they actually got me excited about a few things that, that I had not seen anything about. Uh, in particular, Wakfu actually looked pretty good. I mean, but there, I mean, there was, they had some really just beautiful stuff that, I mean, for all the world it looked like anime, but it was coming out of France. Did they talk about Mysterious Cities of Gold? I don't, I think they mentioned it, but they didn't show anything from it. They showed stuff from Wakfu, from... Uh, Valerian and Laureline. Um, oh, Holy Spies. No, they there's one they mentioned. They showed one from I swear they called it Renaissance. But I don't know what it was. It looked kind of like Sin City, um, only hmm. more CG, but very and and just black and white. Um, and then one called uh, something in Asmar, um, which looked weird, but the story seemed kind of interesting. But yeah, that was actually pretty cool. I mean, there was some interesting stuff that I actually intend to try to track some of it down. Unfortunately, some of it, like the Valerian stuff, which looked cool, hasn't even been subtitled. So there's, there's, yeah, unless you know French. I know that was... Um, More than I'll ever admit. <laughs> I know it was another Walter Amos, Rob Fenelon, Fenelon, I get pronounced things tonight. Um, was Helen on that one as well, or... I don't remember who was actually presenting that one. <laughs> I know Rob Fenelon and Walter Amos was on it because they were walking in as we, me and Drew were packing up where I then proceeded to forget my computer mouse and then had to go grab it during the State of the Anime Nation panel. Oh, yeah. So, so if anyone saw some random fat guy walk up in front and grab his computer mouse, that was me. <laughs> Which random fat guy? <laughs> That's Basil. Um... The next panel I ended up going to was Anime's Craziest Deaths. Always a good trip. Uh, but before that, we caught the very tail end of uh, AMV Hell 5. Yeah. Which, um, Neil here yeah, had a ton of videos About on six, it. 16 clips. Unfortunately, I'm kind of half and half if this one was really good or really bad. I think it's mostly the fact that, well, I was in it. I was mostly being uh, worried about how mine was going to be taken. Which, like, half and half of my videos were taking very well, or just silence. Oh, Tailspin. And I think I was with a few people who got the Sunred one. Well, uh, um, did you watch Always Sunny? 
I've, I've some people some people chuckle just because they kind of knew the song from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, I was I felt bad because the Rosen Maiden set to Master of Puppets kind of was basically just silent. That one took like uh like two weeks to work on because I'd never watched Rosen Maiden before I made this. Well, I don't blame you. Um, Rosen Maiden's a very in- special show. Well, I have this I have this problem of coming up with these funny ideas even if I never watch the show and it's like, oh crap, I actually had to watch it. Yeah. Creepy ball joint your dog running too much by X. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask. It's better. Better yeah. better that you don't. Better that you don't. Um but yeah, anime's craziest deaths or as it says on this schedule I'm looking at greatest deaths. Um is of course Daryl Srat of the Anime World Order who does a wonderful set of all sorts of crazy, bloody deaths that, you know, just... Mostly older stuff, but you just don't have that many awesome, crazy deaths anymore. But he found the the good stuff that's recent, as well as a lot of the good stuff from the past. And, as always, a Fist of the North Star moment, at least one. Players <laughs> like, oh, yeah, Grunge. several. Grunge yeah. several, I mean, that, the anime is just one long string of awesome deaths. Follow JoJo's Bar Adventures, Cybernex Guardian, Genocyber, <laughs> good stuff. I mean, you would show stuff like, say, Sword of the Stranger, which is a pretty recent anime as far probably, as... I think the most recent thing he had. Was it was. Yeah. Um, which is an awesome movie. You all should go buy it. But I think I actually saw that one in the theater. Yep, they did like a limited... I think they did. So very limited it was, Phantom Events. Yeah, it was a Phantom Events thing. Kind of like Ninja Scroll, but way more accessible to a more general audience. Well, it's uh, it was Bones, and yeah, it was awesome. the guy um, who does a lot of their action scenes. Yeah. I think I think he did like all the action scenes, say darker than black. Like he directed the action parts that w- that were in there. So the man knows how to do an awesome fight scene, and that's pretty much what Shadow the Stranger is. It's just one long, long string scene. of awesome fight scenes, which is exactly what I wanted out of it. But after that, I made a I cut out that one. Right before it ended, to catch the very tail end of Toyland anime, so I could make it for Anime Hell. Yeah. Saw an amazing clip from some newer version of Titanic. No, no, it was before the uh, first Titanic. Okay, before the first Titanic. Actually, uh, speaking of technical difficulties, he's had like thirty minutes take uh, gone because his computer crashed during the during like the uh, uh, Titanic with the rapping dog. Because after that, he showed the what. The first Titanic animated movie with this big, gigantic, cutesy Disney uh, tentacle, uh, tentacled uh, octopus, which was uh, deemed so uh, such a big hit in Italy that they decided to make a movie just on the octopus. <laughs> My God! With a with a dog with a gun underneath the water, shooting sharks. A a wow. flintlock pistol shooting laser beams. Yes, on a chariot. You were just making crap up. No, 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 I, no, 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 no. This is what we saw. This is what we saw. I was. We I, saw this. We saw the visual first. It, it is. It is true. It's one hundred percent true. He is not lying. One bit. One bit. And this is when they had the wrapping toy fish, uh, gay fish. It's like Paul Lynn. Right, if Paul Lynn had a spring, it was a fish. You're bullshitting us. You're now. making our change. No, no, no. We're not going to take this seriously. We're going to go on. Like, like he put on the wrist, and then he got out the DJ uh, turntables. <laughs> Underwater, so creepy. <laughs> oh, God. and it was a perfect interest straight in the hell. And Dave put on a wonderful, wonderful show, full of awesome anime dudes punching and kicking ass. 
uh, wonderful brand new safety videos that are just as violent, if not more violent, than uh, forklift driver Klaus. More violent, I think. Like it was, man. He he outdid himself this time. I really, really enjoyed it. And that was pretty much it as far as the convention itself went, at least yeah, for me. Friday. <laughs> uh, if you all have anything else. We caught the tail end, I think, of uh, Anime, Anime Hell. Hell. I don't know what we went to after that, because we had to leave. We went to go see Cat Shit 1. Oh, that's what, right. What, they showed Cat Shit 1? Oh, yeah, I yes. missed it. Oh, that was so good. I know they had the fan parodies after um, Anime Hill, like they always do, but supposedly there was a new one, but uh, I was too tired to watch it. For those of you who uh, don't know what Cat Shit 1 is, it's basically a very serious war movie, sort of like uh, they describe it as a cross between... The Hurt Locker and Black Hawk Down. Only the good guys are, are rabbits and the bad guys are camels. That's one hundred percent serious. And it's it, it realistically rendered. Yes, it is realistically rendered and incredibly intense. And you, at times, you forget. Holy crap! That's a rabbit. Until you know, like he's got a sniper rifle. Until his shell twitches or his nose wiggles yeah. or something. It's um, it's sort of a stealth pun in that. Rabbit in Japanese, Usagi, if you spell it phonetically, is U S A G I, and that's why they're rabbits. Oh, I <laughs> see what they did now. <laughs> the rest of it just kind of seemed like whatever seemed appropriate for whatever countries. It is a manga, and it does. It, the manga actually deals more with Vietnam and this new animated series. Well, it's going to be a series of direct to video, it's more um, Middle Eastern, but whatever. Yeah, I walked away from it saying. I hate to say this, but I actually really like that. I wanted to change all of my uh, gamer tags and stuff to catch shit one. <laughs> I think we also watched Hi- uh, High School of the Dead. Yeah, so, we caught uh, the first two episodes, which I'd seen the first episode of High School of the Dead before. Um, which just is an interesting anime. I don't. I really don't think I could watch it if not for all the fan service. See, I was the opposite. I liked the concept, but it was too much high school you fan mean, service you cannot, to not feel no creepy. Thing. You should never drag on a zombie story. Because I, I, uh, I, I think there comes a point where it gets well, repetitive. I think the manga's a little bit more punchier, but I only read like uh, the first volume. I never really yeah, got that far. They do keep kind of going from one situation to another and sort of a logical progression, at least what I've watched in the show so far. My, yeah, my it's logical to go is, uh, shooting zombies to basically go to the bathhouse and grabbing boobs. Very oh, logical. Okay, yeah. Yes, totally. I was told on the uh, first episode when, you know, it has these two girls running around there like, we're going to be best friends forever. And then <laughs> one of the zombies, you know, grabs this one girl's ankle and she's pulling on the other girl trying to get help. And she's like, bitch, I never liked you and pushes her down yeah. the stairs. It kicks her in the face. Well, the yeah. following scene where they just show you from her panties down da- Yeah, because she's like upside down. Like, as, as you see her, you hear her getting eaten, all you see are her your her crotch and legs twitching. At least she wore her nice panties that day. They had like yeah. the little bow on them and everything. They weren't just like, like the the cotton white granny panties or anything. The animators knew what to focus on. And that point <laughs> is when I turned it off. I was like, I'm done. You didn't even yeah, get to that was kind of like, no, I, was, I was like, come on, show me more. What you got? I like, like the show. I do find the fan service kind of jarring, but yeah, <laughs> like this one, it it was like. They're they're going for peanut butter and jelly, and they went for peanut butter and sauerkraut. It just you know, I mean, they might be two great tastes, but for me, they just did not go together. I, I don't know. It's, it, for me, it was like the, I'm because I'm not a big fan of fan service. That's an odd statement. Um, <laughs> but to me, at least, it broke it up because otherwise, I'm like, 
man, this is It'd just be a, depressing otherwise. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I kind of get the feeling that without the fan service, I would end up feeling really depressed. They, they Instead of like, wow, this is kind of funny in a weird sort of way. I mean, yeah, they do, not just fan service, they do have, they do slip into mood lighteners just with the character interaction every so often between, oh my god, zombie apocalypse or whatever else is gone wrong for them that day. <laughs> and it also might be one of those things where it's just jarring because, you know, a lot of zombie movies do have fan service, but the kind of fan service the Japanese do, especially in these TV shows nowadays, is completely the style of fan service you would see normally and say, A Dawn of the Dead. And so I think that might be one of those things where it's like, this is not what I want to look at when I'm looking at a zombie thing. Yeah, I'm bored by zombie, like American zombie movies anyway, so I'm like, oh, this is different. Oh, and did see Corpse Princess as well, which wasn't too bad. I don't know that I watched the whole series, but it, it wasn't it wasn't bad. That's the whole um, reanimated corpses, but then the good guys also a reanimated corpse that is killing reanimated corpses. We watched like one episode of that at, at Haas, and then they, it got licensed immediately. <laughs> yeah, it was, well, it was actually licensed beforehand. We just have to still catch an episode of it before. Yeah. But yeah, so that's. That is Friday. Mm-hmm. Stuff happened. Stuff. And uh, then okay. we went in the rock band room, and uh, after several people played like uh, metal songs, I said to play some James Brown. <laughs> Big fat white guy singing "Get Up." I feel like a sex machine. Good times for head file. <laughs> and yet, that does not surprise me. It shouldn't. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a break, and we'll come back with more AWA. So I'm here talking to two cosplayers who are cosplaying something that's not anime. Hi, I'm Scott Pilgrim. I'm Ramona Flowers. <laughs> so why did you choose this to cosplay at an anime convention? Well, we just really like um, O'Malley's work on the graphic novels. are awesome. The movie was really good, too. And um, we really relate to the characters. And it's a lot of fun. I mean, you get to come out here and play a bass. Yeah. <laughs> Always good. Can you also play the uh, tune to Final Fantasy 2, a.k.a. Final Fantasy 4? You know, I looked that up, but I just didn't have time to learn it before the convention. So, do you think he really should be cosplaying Scott Pilgrim, then, if, he, if this is the case? Oh, yeah, because he could play everything else. This is true. Oh, thank you. It's really cute. So, here we are. We'll have an anime is cosplaying an anime character. What's your name? Yui. From uh, K-On. So what has been y'all's favorite thing so far about the convention? Um, getting recognized is good. After the movie came out, you get recognized a lot more. Like uh, we did this at Animazement, which was a couple of months ago before the movie came out, and not as much recognition. Hanging out with friends, seeing a bunch of people, meeting up with fellow fans, you know, just everything. Um, seeing all the costumes. All right, so um, if you had to pick one of the three, which of the Scott Pilgrim properties would you pick? What, which one of the... Oh, I'd go with the comics. Comics all the way. All right, so what are y'all looking forward to right now at the convention, or upcoming in the convention? Um, yeah, we have a gig um, at a, uh, what was a, po- a podcast panel coming up. Uh, we got our Stephen Stills. He's headed over here right now and uh we're gonna play threshold intro out the panel that's what he said <laughs> sorry so the podcast panel at 3 30 it's, it's at seven. Oh, seven o'clock okay so what are you looking forward to later on the convention um 
the costume contest. Are you going to compete or are you just going to go attend? I entered into it. Awesome. Well, good luck. And y'all have a wonderful time at the con. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, Saturday. A day that started with the letter S. It's a day like any other. At an anime con, lots of people in costumes. Some of them might have been acting stupid. Or all of them. Equally so, people not in costume. Because fans can sometimes be stupid. Now, I might be sounding overly critical, because the first panel I went to was Everyone's a Critic, which was done by the AWO guys um, and Gal, as well as Paul Chapman of The Greatest Movie Ever Mm. podcast, as they all, at some capacity, write for Ataki USA, which is the only actual actively publishing anime magazine in the biz. Apparently, technically, at least either of those recording, Protoculture Addicts has one more issue to be published one day, but... One. Who knows? Yeah, so the DGM, they had to relaunch the magazine before they published it. Well, that's a whole different creature right there, where that was, you know, the people who owned that one sold it, or, you know, got, you know, stopped it because they ran out of money. And then the original owner bought it and restarted it himself. Yes. So... But anyways, it was uh, a general discussion of trying not to focus too much on the online criticism, more on the magazine and at least the written criticism, not the spoken criticism. Like, say, podcasts might offer. That was a panel for later. But they were like blogs and whatnot and, you know, the various trends and, and what have you and what's, what's affecting, why would you want to do it, that sort of stuff. The difference between a review and a critique. Oh, One has a number. Yeah. But it was it, it was it was good times. It was good times. And I think then from our point we made a beeline. What's more, back to the breach with, to listen to Sinji Aramaki talk. Yeah, I catch the first half of this panel. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we were even awake this early because we're talking like we're talking like ten a.m. here. Nuts. <laughs> I don't know. Were you all awake at 10 a.m.? Yeah. yeah. I got up yeah. at 8. Actually, I was at the uh, hey, Everyone's well, a Critic panel right. as well. I, I saw you. It's a weird thing about how my job is at like at 6.30 nowadays. Of course, I had to wait like an hour for like housekeeping to send us up new towels. You want me to fluff your pillow? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, they need to give me, give me back my pillow. They took it. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, yes. Holy crap. They, they saw it. It was white and fluffy. So they thought I it was theirs. Come get bitch. <laughs> well, so did y'all do anything? They are on the morning? panel. Okay. I hit the. I got. I caught the last few minutes of merchandising anime. Not enough to really tell you what it was about. Um, but he was there. But I was there. There may be video evidence. I did see um, a little bit of uh, Laura Bailey talking about uh, her job. That's about it. At ten a, at ten a.m. Mm-hmm. You can listen to our podcast with Laura Bailey from Emtech. Or you can listen to our podcast about Laura Bailey from M Attack. Either way. You should actually listen to them back to back, just like how they were recorded. <laughs> <laughs> to get the full sensory experience. That's right. Yeah, I don't think kinda of looked around the dealer's room, hey, I don't know. I didn't really till the podcaster panel, I don't think we really did anything. 
Yeah, after Sinji Aramaki, we pretty yeah. much just ran around uh, until the podcast show. I did panel. catch the tail end of the yokai panel, which are traditional Japanese folklore monsters. And I kind of wish I'd been there for the whole thing because it seemed kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I cut the end of that before the podcasting panel. And I don't even think the book explained what yokai was. So, really, I, I probably would have gone. Yeah, it, it really didn't say anything. It's sort of a, I kind of knew what yokai was. I just didn't know what the necessarily the panel was going to be about. But it was okay. Uh, I, uh, I caught the, I managed to catch the most of the Outland Armor panel. Which was really cool. I've I've caught them before though, so uh, some of the stuff I'd heard I'd heard before. But but they're they really know their stuff and they seem to be really helpful. So if you're if you're looking to create some sort of steampunk armor or just any kind of prop for cosplay, um, they seem to be like really good people to talk to. And caught also sort of the last part of the costume armor assembly because I thought, eh, I'm, I'm running on my theme. Now, did the Outland guys, gals, whoever, um, do they focus on the anime side or on the steampunk side? They themselves pretty well do the steampunk thing, because besides doing the props, um, they're actually sort of a, they have alter egos that are characters that, of a uh, sky pirate ship. So, I mean, they're pretty immersed in the, in this, in the steampunk thing, but they seem pretty well versed in general. So, I mean, it's one of those things where you really can't hurt to talk to them if you're trying to make something. That's funny. Um, you're, you're saying they, they have their characters. You were talking about um, their experience at MTAC and how they explain oh. that as... Yeah, they... Well, no, I don't think it was in character. That's just the, the, the lead guy. Um, his name's Danny. He's just kind of weird. I like listening to him. Um, but they said it was Poseidon's Wrath. Because they lost, apparently during the flood apocalypse at MTAC this year, they lost four cars and a converted bus. And nearly ten years worth of props. Um, the only thing that saved them was that they were in Rubbermaid containers that floated to the top of the bus, and because there's that gap between the top of the window and the top of the roof, the water didn't get into those. But, but they did lose the, the vehicles, and they explained it as uh, Poseidon's Wrath because they had decided to be sky pirates instead of regular pirates. And that was the domain of Zeus. <laughs> and it had angered Poseidon. Well, it really was M-Tech Odyssey. I mean, if you really think about it. <laughs> Just a different type of Odyssey. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for whatever the natural disaster for M-Tech 11 is going to be. Fire. Don't don't say don't say anything. Let let's let it be a surprise. Well, you not fire. And, or, or, maybe a, or maybe it'll be M. Shyamalan like twist, where it's not a surprise and nothing bad happens. Uh, I was about to say where it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of it, wow, this impact sucked. But Damn you, Shyamalan. <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, I lemurs. lemurs. Uh, Ninja started with a tornado. Uh, Odyssey ended with a flood. Eleven. I'm I'm betting earthquake, and then twelve's the end of the world. Just in time for 2012. That's, I think that's going to be their theme, too. The world ends with MTAC. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, speaking of the end of the world, I guess it will go into the podcasters panel. And you would never suspect who might have been on that panel. Or who showed up 15 minutes late because he was in line getting an autograph. It seemed like a bunch of losers who didn't really have their crap together. I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> that's right. On the podcasters panel, there are podcasters. Um, oh gosh, there is, it was 
there were almost as many panels as there were people in the room. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's true. There um, were was myself, um, Drew, you guys, um, all of AWO, uh, Paul Chapman, and another guy who uh, was actually... Gothic Gara from Conahawk Corner. Okay. I'm glad somebody I'm glad, remembered his name. Yes. Well, I'm sitting right next to Well, that would make it easier. And I think I called him ugly by accident. So Well, he purpose. likes Naruto, so that's okay. Um, <laughs> we forgive people. We, we love. Not that we're knocking Naruto. It's, it's not like it's Twilight or anything. Yeah. Rina should go for this. Wait, what if it was? Anyways. Or play Vampire Ninjas? Believe it. <laughs> God. Um... He was actually it's still going on. It could happen. <laughs> it is ideas. nice to know that someone actually dove put in for a podcaster's roundtable, as the rest of us had no idea what was going on. Like I talked to Drew, and he's like, "I don't know. I thought AWO was doing it. I talked to AWO. They thought I was doing it. Like we had no idea. We just thought they put it on the schedule and just hoped we'd show up. So nobody knows who actually scheduled the. I, I think it's it's. Um, Guru Garo oh, really? Goliath dude, because oh. um, he was the first guy at the table. It was like, oh hey, y'all, y'all can sit down if you want. And so I think he was the one that started it. I could be wrong, but and then he left early to do his uh, Naruto photo shoot. Well, I mean, yeah. that's okay because um, Daryl did a really good job of sort of organizing it, orga- you know, mentally moderating, or moderating it. Moderating it. And the uh, it was it was neat. We talked about a lot of neat stuff. I won't go into too much detail because just doing a pod, trying to talk about a podcasting panel on a podcast, is just a little bit too navel gazing for my blood. Um, <laughs> it's like totally meta, man. <laughs> it's it's like what if you did a meta podcast while being meta about it? it there's meta, and then there's meta meta. meta. Like what if we were like. Oh, a podcast. <laughs> Holy like, crap, that just blew my mind. Okay, like, if you want to go, like, you know, man's we go, whoa, double podcast. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> double meta. Double meta all the way. Double, double podcast. Anyways. Um, Can we all get that? Uh, <laughs> oh, I hate you. Um, Dave will do it. Well, I, I tell you what. Um, apparently we got some rapists here in Lincoln Park. They're climbing yeah, in your window. Oh my god! It's just hey, 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 hey! That was from our town, all right? All right, you know, hide your windows, guy. He was Huntsville. <laughs> Bygone. Anyways, the only the sadly only thing, the worst part about the panel podcast was probably we had we had a lot of people on the panel, and I've discovered that the more people you add to something, the harder it is to the harder it's control. I think in this case we just had a lot of overlapping ideas. Yeah, yeah. Like, because there were several times where they were starting one day, and my brain's like, "Okay, I know what I want to say." They just said it. Okay, think of something else. Okay, they yeah. just said it. Okay. I I may be wrong, and maybe he'll correct me later. But it seemed like Drew from Akira Rendition had something he was trying to say, and people kept cutting him off. And, and well, I mean, it's one of those things. It, it's hard because you have a one gigantic line of people, and it's hard to see. And it's hard to see. Yeah. Like I couldn't see any of you guys because right. you're at the other end, and me and Drew are at the at the other opposite exactly. end. Um. 
All I could do was stare at um, Gerald's wonderful face. Um, anyways, uh, but it was still fun, and we I think we still did a pretty good job. We did oh, the yeah. absolute best job we could. I think so. And situation, and still turned out a good panel, and I think people came away, had a better idea of what we were about than we were before, which is the best thing you could really hope for. Yeah. And definitely gave me some room to thought, like, when Gerald mentioned something like Pandora for podcasts, that seemed like a really neat idea that I hope someone actually does. Yes. And, and next year, everyone at that panel will have their own podcast. And then there won't be anybody from the other. They'll all be panelists. No, so, man, you yeah. never you never know how that works because um, I don't know if Letty's going to be listening to this at all. But there was a group of guys. Um, I just know Letty um, as he was the guy who always would talk to me. Um, this is not an anime podcast. They started it. Unfortunately, it's passed over a year. Things I think I guess fell apart, and they're no longer a podcast. And that happens a lot. The fact that we've stuck around for two and a half years is kind of saying something. Yeah, it's not That, uh, that AWS stuck together for like five years or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how long y'all have been. Uh, a little over two years now. And that's just podcasting our sites for that for almost three now, isn't it? I think so. It was 2007. Yeah. You know, a like lot of... And I can guarantee you that when I chose the name Awesome Cast, I looked at... There was a ton of podcasts that actually had the full Awesome and cast as a name and they all had like three episodes and died like there's like seven of them and so there's a lot of podcasts that start and then end like it, it takes dedication to keep these things going and so there you go but now we're starting to get into the whole navel gazing thing anyways um, moving on well I, I do want to say that was pretty awesome that you guys uh, you just like hey yeah you guys should come up and then you know I got up there and like oh crap we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna be those guys I well, was I was that guy admittedly because uh, as Basil alluded to there's sort of that problem where the question goes on so long there's like 15 people answering it that I had to have a serious question and then if somebody took that I had to have a smart ass question well like I told you guys at the yeah after the panel um, when I got onto the podcasting panel. Two years ago at AWA, it was all Daryl going, hey, Basil, get up on here. Because they had played our promo, um, the their last podcast before AWA hit. And so he already knew that I was a podcaster. And he was like, oh, hey, Basil, I know you podcast. You should get up here and talk about podcasting. Which then led to me meeting Nico, who is the um, director of community relations at MTAC. Oh, yeah. Which led me to go to start going to MTAC again. For serious, and um, as actual media, and that's actually how I met you guys. Yep. And it, it's you know, the whole you know snake eats its own tail, and you got on the podcast panel today. So it's a magical circle. And now you know the rest of the story. As I kind of tell like George Decay. Um, it ended weird. It ended not, with us, which really makes a shitty story, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a happy ending. It's, it's an ending. And one day you too will call up a newbie podcast or lesser known podcast to the table. <laughs> I don't think it gets any lesser known than us. We we must pass the curse on. <laughs> we, we cannot die until we have. Yeah. It's like our geos or something. <laughs> Anything else? We, well, I guess we. Uh, what did we do? 
panel of Doom. No, no, Amanda made beforehand. Yeah, I did. Oh, did you see that? Oh, I saw the bit before Panel of Doom, at least uh, about 30 minutes beforehand. Like, they were talking about, like, what makes Maname stand out. They must be basically gushing over such shows like all of Shoji Kalamori's work, like Ninja Scroll. They talked about, like, uh, Fist of North Star, Co- uh, Space Adventure Cobra, even stuff like Rikio, Baki the Grappler. Like, if you can just, like, punch a lion through its mouth, there you go. <laughs> or, like, the mathematical, mathematical equation of manliness. Like, Kinshiro is uh, Bruce Lee <laughs> plus Mad Max times Jesus. <laughs> These are facts. He's a savior that solves problems with his fist. Well, he does. Um, it's totally 100% true. Yeah, see, for us, that was when we were getting dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then we came in um, for uh, Daryl Surratt's Panel of Doom, which, um, again, good stuff. Like, it was mostly new stuff. I mean, I know when he was making, he actually had to go back and add in older stuff because he didn't want to have just nothing but new stuff. He wanted something people can go back to that they enjoyed. Puppet Kung Fu. Puppet Kung Fu. Penguins. Penguins. Lots of penguins. The doctor from Gotcha Man is a dick. Yeah, lots of yes. clips from uh, yes, Super Robot Red Baron, classic mm-hmm. Toku Tatsu show. Yes, which was so awesome that I actually used my phone to get on Amazon and order it while the panel was going on during one of the clips. Oh, like Catch It One, speaking of uh, basically war with cuteness, they did, uh, since they had about penguins selling beer, like for Bud Ice and for Suntory's beer, uh, the Suntory's beer mascots of penguins were so popular they decided to do Vietnam with penguins. Yeah, that was almost as good as Cat Shit 1. Almost. <laughs> that was no, decades was beforehand. Well, the penguins come back home from Vietnam and, you know, become, like, hobos and stuff. Because that'd be... Just be I'm imagining Rambo First Blood with penguins. <laughs> with penguins? That's just weird. That'd be the best movie ever. <laughs> yes, 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 it would. Okay. They're all De- dead. Death March of the Penguins. Death <laughs> March of the Penguins. <laughs> They drew first blood. Now what, are, <laughs> now, what if they did a crossover? We catch it one and. Uh, what if it was one? like the bunny and the bunnies versus the penguins? The then a giant the, walrus came in and eat, ate them all. The death march the, of the, the penguins. The Coke uh, polar bear came in and ate them. <laughs> that's the pro. That's your product placement for Coca Cola. Yeah, that's how you get it made. You know, that was some good stuff all around. Mm-hmm. But that that was that was our um well, that, was, that was our Saturday. We uh, did an interview later that day, um, finally, like a day and a half worth of work on my end for ten minutes of an interview with Vic Mignogna, which turned out really well for ten minutes, but, you know, uh, whatever. Well, I mean, I get the feeling that that Awa doesn't necessarily have the same kind of setup that, say, Intact does. No, they They, they, they don't, I mean, mean, they tried. I mean, they they were, the guy in the end did try really hard. To, to find us some time. Um, yeah, I have to say that... Uh, I don't think he had the support it, quite that Christie has at, like, at well, Intech. Well, Intech goes way out of their way to make sure that they make these things happen. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, and they've been, I think, I don't know, it was, I've never actually asked AWA for interviews or anything from anybody. Um, so I don't know what their procedure is. They don't really have one. Expect not to uh, hear any replies from your emails for several weeks. Yeah, but, yeah, it, but Intel is that they, they really, I mean, they have their own dedicated media room. Um, 
they work to schedule interview sessions with um, the guests beforehand. You know, they, they, they really go out of the way to make sure they make it happen. Anyway, I guess they're still catching up. These things happen. They probably focus on other things. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think his schedule was pretty uh, tight, too. So basically, they had to take us to where he was getting finished with an autograph signing. And we recorded in the corner of the dealer's room, and I was worried that we would not get anything useful at all because, you know, it's a big you know, a bunch of people at Echoes. Yeah, and stuff happens. Like um, at NecoCon, I got Jerry Jewell, Troy Baker, and Eridos Muke for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, all three at once. For ten minutes. So they all talked for, like, two. Um, two or three minutes apiece, you know? But it, but you take what you can get, and you make the most of it. So Yeah. yeah and and we good. did. It actually turned out, yeah, I thought it turned out much right. better than I thought. Yeah. And, sorry, and just, you know, just awards of encouragement, you can always get them next time. Yeah. Yeah. No it's one says you can't like interview him again. Yeah, I was about to say, it's not like he's at a, every anime convention in America. Not probably. like he's shy about talking about himself. Also true. <laughs> These are facts. Um, uh, I pretty much spent the rest of the evening, I think, catching bits of things. I don't think I, I don't think I caught anything in, in its entirety. We went to the Bebop Lounge for the first time. Yeah. Again, for like I, ten I, minutes. How'd you like it? Um, see, here's the thing. I've developed a taste for jazz over the last year, but that... that whole thing so what bombs jazz well or just they like, spent part of well, it was they had a huge line dance basically yeah, that's, going that's on basically what right after the jazz so to get to the dancing. tables you had to go through where this guy was trying to teach everybody to dance and there were long periods of time with no music none of us really dance and, well, I had no intention of dancing but I, I dance, really, really but didn't. nobody else does they played I think while we were in there they played maybe they played three songs and two of them were the same song yeah and not even different renditions of the same song. It was the same song. I mean, if you wanted to go learn how to do... Yeah, no, 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 I get that. Well, my impression of it was like, you know, come here and chill out and listen to the jazz. I'm like, that sounds great. No, that's not what it was at all. It's like, listen to two songs and watch people dance awkwardly. And they're all ten years younger than me. I wonder if you you catched it early. Because whenever I've gone, and I've gone a couple of times over the years, um, it's, it's just been people chilling. Yeah. Listen to jazz and occasionally dance. Yeah, we did go pretty early. Admittedly, uh, so. so it might have been they hadn't gotten to that point yet. Yeah, I think we um, caught them when they started yeah. like the lessons. Yeah, yeah. And we caught, or I caught, uh, we caught part of um, Tim Eldred's storytelling earlier in the afternoon. That was pretty good. Uh, basically, basically, he would just take a story idea from somebody in the in the audience and then storyboard it out. You know, over two or three pages showing you this is how you would tell that story. Um, so that was pretty cool. Caught a bit of the Konoha Corner live podcast, which was in- insane. I don't know how they wrangled all those people, but um, I don't know anything about Naruto, so I was just kind of uh, like, I, I sure, know what, I, what they're talking about. I mean, I caught some of the early stuff, but yeah. So, I, so at some point we bowed out because we're like. We don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you're, you're so far ahead, I just don't understand. And I don't think I'm ever going to catch up, because no. I don't have any interest in Naruto anymore. So did you hear the Scott Pilgrim band play? Or? Yes. Yeah, we came in about the... Or I came in about... I came that in was a little, little weird, because the lady was playing air drums. Yeah, that that was really weird, because she was just sitting there, like there was a drum kit in front of her, but... Yeah, she had the drumstick. She wasn't playing... It wasn't like she was playing the drumsticks on her lap or anything. She was just... Pretending to hit them in the air. It was, it was 
See, I, see really and I flashed back to like the the first televised, I think, uh, Weird Al appearance where Bermuda Schwartz is playing Weird Al's accordion case like a drum. I'm thinking, could they not have found her a box of some kind that she could have beat on? A chair. A chair. Trash can. Trash can. I mean, there had to be something in that room that would have made a noise. P. Landers Z would have helped him out. Yeah, they would, <laughs> they would have found something. Yeah. Mad Tiger, man. Mad Tiger. <laughs> it was P. Landers Z, they wouldn't have time to actually do anything. It would be P. Landers Z running around being P. Landers Z. And it is one day or back. And it would have been just a, they must call it a P. Lander Z panel. I, I was, in fact, Crotch Road by P. Lander Red, and it's something I will never forget. <laughs> no matter how hard I try. No matter how hard I try. No matter how much booze you take. Yeah, that was at the Drunken Unicorn last two, year. Was that last? No, that was two years oh, ago. Oh, yeah, it was two years ago. I didn't even realize he was there. The manpower took us over there, and there's like some risers, and, and I knew that P. Lander Red was behind me somewhere on the risers playing, and the next thing I know, there's a leg coming over my shoulder. <laughs> And I'm feeling really weird because it's like 2 a.m. I'm like, I'm going to fall and I'm going to die. And the headline's going to read, uh, visiting man dies with other man's crotch in his face. That is, that's not how I want to be remembered. But, but now that's how you will be remembered. Damn it, why did I say that out loud? Damn you, storytelling. He, lived, he was born with a crotch on his face. He died with a crotch on his face. He died wow. like he lived. <laughs> So, so are there bits, neat bits you, you catched, or was that um, part of the part of the uh, Molis? However you pronounce that name, concert. Mollis. Yeah, Maurice. Um Interesting enough that I bought a couple of the CDs, and we only listened to a couple of the songs. Um, it has a neat sound. Yeah. Like I, I listened to some of their music, and it was I thought it was interesting. So I'm I'm hoping that the the CDs are as, as good as I hope they are, and and then had a chat for a little while with. Uh, Ricky and Tavisha at the Artist Alley because I hadn't seen them the entire time. I, had, I didn't even I didn't even know they had a table. I mean, they were there, but I had finally seen them at the table. Got a chance to chat with them for a bit, which was cool. And Ricky does the voice of Gert. Gert, but he also does his own like webcomic and other art stuff. He does a bunch of stuff. I well, I was asking specifically because last year he was talking about going back to art school because he wasn't being able to find any work. Um, and he had been mentioning that on Twitter, and I didn't, and I pretty much forsaken Twitter um, for about a year so I didn't know what he was up to and found out that he hadn't been able to get the money together to go so he's either looking at a different school or maybe having to reevaluate but he's working on a couple of projects um, he's working on a novel and he's working on I think a graphic novel that's a story about Peter Pan with, with that one with Tavisha for uh, slave labor graphics so could be interesting they do some interesting stuff so I hate Invader Zim, but I like his work. I like Invader Zim. Um, okay, I should not say that I hate it. I should say that it was overhyped to me, and I didn't find it nearly as funny as I thought it, I thought I would. I, I think that's a big part of it because for me, I was like, "What the hell is this?" And they're like, "Oh, you should watch it. It's good." It wasn't like I had 50, 50 people in my ear saying, "Oh, it's the greatest thing ever." See, I think that maybe that was the difference. Is I, I don't think anybody told me about it. I think I just caught it on. Nickelodeon when they first broadcast it, so I think maybe maybe a question of expectation. You were one I, of the six people that did. Yeah, yeah. I had zero expectation, so that's how the fans could be. But uh, Yon and Vasquez work. Like yeah. uh, for them, it's, they they want to just branch out as much as then they overstate how um, some of his jokes are. What's What's interesting is he wrote a series of blog posts. I think it was earlier this year. 
I think I only read, I think he did a month of them, and I only read the first few. <clears throat> but he just went back through some of the uh, stories about making Invaders in and he, he definitely seems to have that attitude towards the fans that, like, hey, it's great that you like this, but, you know. Don't go overboard. Yeah. Calm down. Yes. There are other things the out there. Move on. Yeah. And, you know, live your life. <laughs> Be free. <laughs> All right, so so before we get too long, Johan Vasquez and or Vasquash or Vasquash, whatever dude's name is, and less about Eddie Boy. We'll take another break, and we'll come back with some just general thoughts about the convention as a whole. Oh snap! Media assaulting media. How's it going? I am. It's good to see you. It's going quite well. It's always fantastic here at AWA. So who am I talking to right now? Uh, I'm Jamie Diamond. I'm, I do radio over at University of Georgia and uh, other things. I'm uh, Adam Sheen. I'm the marketing manager over at Funimation Entertainments. Oh, awesome. I didn't realize I had someone actually important here. Uh, <laughs> you, don't, you don't, really. I mean, Jamie, of course. <laughs> so how's the convention, convention been for you so far today? It is my third one. I love it. Uh, this We're here We're here because um, there's a Japanese music guest here, and one of the shows we do is a Japanese music show. But it's fun just to come here, see the anime, see the fans. That's uh, Mollus? I'm sorry? Is it Mollus, Mollus? Uh, oh, the show? Oh, oh, the show. Oh, it's actually called Beasts from the East. We're at George. There is, there is, I think, one called Mollus uh, somewhere else, but uh, not ours. Oh, okay, okay, awesome, awesome. So, how is Funimation going? Oh, the- we've been doing great this weekend. We our booth's been packed, slamming people, you know, buying stuff. We've got a couple panels. We're you know, you know, talking about you know, all our new upcoming releases, as well as sneak peeks of clips of our shows we just released. And we're screening tons of our videos, and uh, we're just really excited to be out here at AWA for another great year. So, was there any new shows announced here at Eddie Boy by any chance? We haven't got to those panels yet, so you're going to have to wait and see. Uh, if it helps, it gets released like two weeks from now. <laughs> but I will say basically, uh, we, um, stay tuned. That's the best thing I can say. Two o'clock on Sunday. That's when it's going to be announced, if there's an announcement. Well, in that case, check the Anime Zoo Network, because I'm sure they'll update before we do about this. Absolutely. There's always uh, different places to find. Wherever you go for your anime news, if there, we have anime news, I'm sure they'll cover it. Actually, well, y'all have a wonderful convention. You too. Well, thank you. One of the things I noticed at Adiway this year, more so than the previous years, at least I never noticed until now, there were a lot of baby strollers and babies at this con. Yeah. Nerds are breeding. Yeah, when you mention it, it didn't occur to me until then, but yeah, there were quite... I I ended up with with babies in elevators a lot. You know, um, I guess the nerds are finally getting some. About damn time. They can't afford babysitters. I don't know what I don't know what number I have in line, but I'm waiting for it to come up. But what also got me was there's a lot of disparity, like say costume choices. Um, I saw ladies in bio black costumes. Yeah, the bio really? black costume pushing <laughs> baby strollers. That, yes. <laughs> um, that was meta. A friend of mine saw <laughs> a, a pyramid head pushing yeah. a baby stroller. Um, <laughs> also weird. I just wanted. I was like, this is different. This is interesting. I. I have uh, other anime cons. I haven't seen this before. You know, I've seen a lot of wee ones, you know, like like babies, at this con, and I usually don't. Thought that was just weird. Well, somebody's got you know have something to snack on while they're waiting in line. Wow. <laughs> Actually, there was one year that uh, we shared the convention hotel with, uh, or AWA shared the yeah, yeah the baby yeah the baby expo. Now it'd be useful. <laughs> But we're not yeah. too big, so I don't know if they all noticed anything else, just interesting things about Eddie Way that just struck your fancy. Uh, I'm too tired now. 
Um, the elevator talks now. Oh yeah, the elevator talks. Yeah, to me Interface specifically. Uh, I, I, I think it it's true. Does it you to do things? Yeah. That might be lack of sleep too. All I know is that whenever I was in the elevator without Kevin, I never heard it. I think but it was with, just one um, specific elevator. But when I was ever in the elevator with Kevin, I always heard it. Like when we started talking, going fourth level floor. two, yeah, fourth floor, going, going up. up. You know, it's so maybe it's just shunning down. you. Or maybe it's hitting on Kevin. It is. Like, that's what I'm thinking, is that Kevin's turn is that elevator. Oh. It wants to go down. Okay, that was horrible. He's um, been in its shaft. Um, yes. Loving an elevator? Yeah. Uh, while you're, uh, I don't know about you guys, but for me, the elevator situation wasn't nearly as bad this year as it was in other years. Like, it wasn't as difficult to get on or off an elevator. Well, it seemed like they were making way more sure that the, the elevators work. Yeah. Probably because they recently, you know, remodeled them. Yeah. Uh, also, people also can notice, you know, they, they actually tell when elevators are coming up and down because you can see what floor they were on. Which was which, nice. which was a new thing. Um, which was something new that I noticed, which people could start queuing in line so they know where it was going to hit. Or if you know you weren't going to get in line, you'd go to one of the other ones that was counting down, but not quite as fast. And so I think those things were helping with the elevator situation. Um, something I was annoyed at at the dealer's room was that there was no freaking Dragon Quest stuff. What the hell? Yeah, really. So, so you just bought a bunch of Saturn games. I bought a bunch of Saturn games and manga. I bought a lot of manga. Um, a few Dragon Quest odds and ends. Well, it's, it was just basically the little magnet, little yeah, grab yeah. that box that you bought a whole box of. Yes, I bought an entire box of, ma- of Dragon Quest random magnets. Just hoping you get a slime. I'm sure I'll at least get one, maybe. He'll get a metal slime, I bet. I better get him on. I just spent, like, you know, those are like, those aren't cheap. Those are like four bucks a box. I bought four a, fifty a box. Yeah, I bought a whole box of boxes. So box of boxes? That's a whole bushel boxes of boxes. Ten boxes. <laughs> Double box. What is oh, it? Oh, oh, okay. All right, new topic. Um, <laughs> but no, dealer's room. Um, I noticed. I didn't see a whole lot of anything that I was interested in. Me too. Uh, I mean, this was the year I actually had a lot of money to go into the deal. Yeah. Man, nothing. Yeah. Like the yeah. two video game people, like that. I think there were like um, slim pickings there. I found I did find one game I was looking for from one of them, which was nice. Although you know, I I, I have a hard time finding my favorite anime represented at in the dealer's room. Or well, unless you like the five most popular yeah. anime, you're, mm-hmm. and that's the the trouble that I run into at any convention is unless unless you're into Full Metal Alchemist, One Piece, a couple other things, you're just not going to find much. And freaking Pokemon. Pokemon. Like the new black and white games came out in Japan, so they have all the new toys and some dealer even had the games imported already to mm-hmm. sell. Yeah. And oddly enough, Queen's Blade. I'll oh, a lot sure. of Queen's Blade sure. merchandise. Oh, I'm sure there's tons of Queen's Which Blades Which you can now find free on Hulu. For for all sorts of fetishes that just might suit your fancy. I bet there, Kevin, I bet there's even elevators for you. Somewhere in Queen's Blade. I'm sure there has to be some sort of elevator. Yeah, they're probably a sexy elevator. Yeah. Very. Takes the top off. Might even be a lolly elevator. Who knows? Yeah, I was about to say. The whole elevator? The whole elevator. I think I liked it better when everyone thought it was a pedo. Now I think I've got some kind of weird cargo ship with the elevator. 
He just, just, want, which is worse. He just wants to find hey, a hey, really young-looking eighteen-year-old girl in an elevator dressed in, uh, you know, gothic fashion. Is that so wrong? Find me an Al- I want Alice Z from Demon Bane cosplayer who's legal. Looks like she <laughs> looks like she's okay. Not. Now Whoa. we're getting to creepy. In yeah. Now we're in the creepy. No, I don't. Vehicle. I don't want the child. I want something that looks like a child. Okay, and this would be the one complaint is I never do find any Demon Bane merchandise except for last year and I bought it. But <laughs> well, I know that my, the stuff that I look for is really niche, especially in America, whereas. I'm looking for cross game and blackjack. You're not going to find cross game or blackjack stuff in a, in a dealer's room. I know that. But guys, Dragon Quest Nine was like the biggest game in Japan last year. Just came out in America. You could have sold some freaking slime plushies. Come Especially on. Considering how many maps people are picking up around here. Oh man, I got tons of maps while I've been here. It's been awesome. Um, so did Grego, who I feel bad that I didn't mention. He does a lot, ton of wonderful game shows. And this is his first year back in a while from Tate Way, and I'm sure he did gangbusters on all his game shows. And I, I'm sad I missed them, but I know he was getting some maps himself. So I have to say, good job, Greg. One thing in the Daily's room I found, uh, I recently watched Lucky Star all the way through. I'd seen episodes here and there. Uh, and. Uh, <laughs> Well, it's one of those shows that if you go into it expecting a plot, you're going to be disappointed. But if you just go into it understanding what it is, you know, you'll be fine. Oh, wait, Seinfeld? Pretty well, much. <laughs> well, if you get shocked by the fact that they actually but, uh, mentioned the uh, 3DO and the Apple Pippin. They had a uh, set of figures where the Lucky Star characters were dressed as characters from Street Fighter, and that was simply just too good for me to mess up. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Anything Street Fighter, I'm usually like on board with, but normally it's just like, here's a uh, generic-looking figure. <laughs> Thanks, I got like 14 of them at the house. Who cares? That was just clever enough to catch me. That's really about the only thing I bought in the dealer's room. Um, but you know, as far as other things, the panels like what we enjoyed, I really enjoyed every single panel I went to, and both of them for me. <laughs> And it's ADM does a really good job of getting people who know their stuff. Definitely. Like, yeah. they, I don't know if they just know the people to talk to or if ADM just attracts <laughs> really smart, intelligent people to run their panels. I don't know what they do, what packs with the devil they've signed. And then there's that podcasting panel. I don't know what was up with that. Okay, I mean, they well, just let any jerk up on stage. Look, just like Highlander 2, we're not going to admit certain things. They exist. Um, <laughs> there was no podcasting roundtable. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was, but you know, all the panels were really, really good. And that's one of the main reasons I, I go to 80 Boy is to listen to these really awesome people talk and tell me things that maybe I have know these things. I already know I know in my brain that I know these things, but they'll still present them in ways that I didn't think about that same information. It allows me to process it differently. Um, and just here, I think people like um, Ed Chavez of Vertical and Carl Horn of Dark Horse. Just if you ever have a chance to just hear them talk, do so, because they're going to blow your mind just clear out of your head and straight into somebody else's head. And then blow up that head, too. Yeah, just make sure you lay down a tarp. <laughs> yeah, like... 
Helen McCarthy, oh my god, every time she talks, it's like, oh. And she's so vibrant about it, like, everything's a glorious new rainbow of magical awesomeness that you didn't know existed until she told you it was, and you're like, that is amazing. I bet she could talk up a good game and make Twilight sound good if she wanted. Like, I think she has that power. God willing, she will never use her power for evil like that. I hope not. As far as I can tell, she only uses her power for awesome, and it should stay that way. But even, you know, Annie World Order, I mean, Daryl, Gerald, Clarissa, they all know their stuff, and it's always a joy to hear them talk about things. So many times, Daryl would say the same thing I wanted, and like, in a different way, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I see that, okay. It's cool, but yeah, so, sorry for me, um, gushing over awesome people who talk a lot that's not me so but yeah the panels anyway always great stuff Jocks and Jills had a really short line for me this time that was awesome the trick is apparently going before 6 hmm. if you go to Jocks and Jills before 6 no one's there yet you can oh. get the early bird no, like well me and Kevin went on Friday night it was like 5 o'clock I think 5 or 6 hmm. and we got there seated immediately hmm got our food in like 10 minutes it was crazy also for those who don't know Chow Baby is now like the Big Chow or Big Chow Bowler so there's Chow still in there and it's still awesome but it's got a new name it's weird actually must have hit a lot of the launch lines pretty quickly um, cause I kept you know <clears throat> I kept getting in these short lines I kept wondering if like was attendance down this year or something I don't know, the crowd seemed plenty full. Yeah. yeah. Especially today. Like, Saturday was definitely, you know, I was in full effect where yeah. I could just look at the downstairs. I mean, it's no Dragon Con, nothing's Dragon Con. Yeah, but, I came from Dragon Con two weeks ago, so I'm kind of like... But it was yeah. still a huge swarm of people, so... Now, I think plenty of people have dated away. Oh, yeah. Because I, um, I also had short lines for food. I don't know, maybe more people are going to the mall, I possibly, so. or, or going actually driving out to get their food. Um, or we're just lucky. I don't know, but food was not an issue this year, which was no. nice. Yeah. Now watch tomorrow suck. Yeah. It'll be like five hour lines for everything just for a sandwich. Probably because everybody's lost their everybody's checked out of their rooms and they don't have whatever they stashed in oh, there. Crap. Right. Oh man. Good thing we're ending this on a high note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, any other any any final thoughts about Eddie Way? Two thousand and ten. I want to come back next year. <laughs> I've been coming since. Oh, that sounded wrong. <laughs> yeah. yes. I have been to Eddie Way since Eddie Five, nice. and I've enjoyed it every year. And I, oh yeah, I plan on coming. I just did it again. Over Four over years again. to come. Moving on, <laughs> Neil. What you think? Um. There's still a lot of people using Death Notes for AMV Hells. They need to find out there's more animes than that. There, what? There but, are? Yeah, like uh, last year, for the last AMV Hell 4, like, there was a lot of Death Note because Death Note was the big thing. We thought, oh, we're going to move on to something else. Like, There's probably going to be like a glut of like Gurren Lagann and Camp. No, no, that's just Death Note. Like half of it was Death Note. And half of it was like uh, Robot Unicorn and Tats and Ratios Always. Myself included. Just, just keep giving us Poker Rosa and Tailspin. Oh, and uh, uh, Jesse and James Team Rockets, Jesse's Girl. <laughs> and Unicron Nom Nom Numbing on Planets. <laughs> yeah. you, you keep fighting that good fight, Neil. 
you keep fighting that good fight. I had one like last week, and I'm, uh, I kicked myself for it because it was too good. I kind of had to save it. Any other final thoughts before I close this out for the year 2010? And with that, we're out. So here we are at AWA, and I'm talking to two guys who are overlooking the uh, main cosplay viewing area. What's your guys' names? I'm Gilly. David. So, been having fun at the con so far? Yeah, lots of fun. Lots of fun. What's been your favorite thing so far? Easy. Really lame anime. Yeah, really, really lame, lame anime. anime. Last night. Okay, so that's the only elements thing. What was, your, what was your favorite really lame anime? Ooh, that's a toughie. Probably, probably the... Uh, the Titanic, the second Titanic version. Really? I like Geyser's Wing. Geyser's, Geyser's Wing. That one was, was pretty good, too. Well, rather pretty bad. Yeah. It was lame. So how do you feel about dogs wielding flintlock laser pistols? I think it's completely awesome. I would totally want to be a dog wielding a flintlock pistol right now. <laughs> What's stopping you? I'm not a dog. I can't breathe underwater. So what I'm getting is that you don't want to be a furry, but you do, but you just you are not a furry that can breathe underwater. Is that what I'm getting here? Probably, yeah. I don't want to be a furry either. <laughs> All right, well, that's the correct death, choice. Death, death on, is highest on my priority list of avoiding. Well, that's no. almost the correct priority list. Almost. almost. I think top one would be herpes. Top one would be herpes? Top one would be herpes. Okay, what are you looking forward to tonight? I'm looking forward to uh, the Gurren Lagann movie and uh, Iron Editor. Same with me. Same with me. And maybe something after hours. <laughs> so, um, ha- have you seen the, the, the Gurren Lagann movie yet, or is it going to be your first time? I have not. I've seen it. I've also watched the series. So. Also, what did you like about the series? Everything. <laughs> Hold on, you get, you get you pick one spot. Well, that's one easy. spot? Yoko or at least one theme or some one thing that you really liked above all else or at least liked a lot that's easy Yoko Ritona <laughs> period <laughs> slash agree <laughs> alright we all have a wonderful wonderful convention all right. thank you thank you